commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. Okay, great. Um, awesome. This is day three of our Star Wars Celebration Reaction Series. Um, the big reveal today was uh, The Mandalorian. Um, so thanks for uh, tuning in to Core World News um, and listening with us. And um, yeah, guys. Uh, so what would you think of, uh, of the Mandalorian panel today? It was interesting. I'm I'm glad they showed us some stuff. Um, I'm surprised with what they didn't show us, though we still ended up seeing it anyway because of internet. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, I guess I should probably say, if people don't know this already, um, The Mandalorian is going to be the first live-action television show that's ever been done uh, for Star Wars, and it's going to be debuting with the Disney Plus rollout on um, November 12th. So right around the corner, uh, directed by John Favreau, um, with close collaboration with Dave Filoni. The panel was John Favreau, Filoni, and then they brought out three of the actors: um, the lead, Pablo Pascal uh, from Game of Thrones. Pe- Pedro. Uh, Pe- Pedro Pascal. Sorry, pa- it's not Pablo Pascal. It's Pedro Pascal. Yeah, sorry, I've gotten that wrong. My I think of Pablo Pablo Hidalgo. I am actually um, <laughs> sorry, uh, Pedro Pascal, Gina Carano. Um, who is, I guess she was a sports model. She was an MMA fighter and she's an actress. Um, and so she's an interesting cast for this. And then, uh, Carl Weathers, who, um, most famously was in, um, my favorite role for him was uh, predator. Um, yes. but yeah, he's an older African-American actor. He's amazing. He's a big blustery personality yeah. uh, and uh, a great ad. So those are the three actors that were on the panel. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't see a lot that surprised me here, actually. It was pretty much what we thought it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of talk about Sergio Leone um, and uh, Kira Kurosawa as the fundamental principles of this show. I found that so funny because the first uh, the first time I posted about this series, I said the Western samurai vibes are strong with this one. And they literally kind of stamped that into the, the panel yeah. today and said, you know, yeah. This, yeah. this is all derived from Sergio Leone and and kurosawa and all this kind of stuff so i love that that all that all shown through uh yeah process there's there's some similarities between this panel and the um the fallen order panel from yesterday in that it seemed like both of them the purpose of both these panels were to clearly set the tone for what these products are what is that game what's the tone of that game what's the tone of the show right and yeah and i guess if you hear in our voice we're like a little perplexed by this it was just a lot of, I mean, we saw so much on Friday with the new trailer for episode nine. We saw so much with yesterday with um, Fallen Order, uh, the new game. And then today it was sort of like they talked a lot. It was really fun. It was a lot of behind the scenes. It was a lot of like feel good moments, like really like for core Star Wars fans. It was a very interesting panel because they're talking about, you know, rubbing elbows with George Lucas and like, you know, behind the scenes 10 years ago in um, the Skywalker ranch, how like John Favreau and, um, and Dave Filoni like met and like, you know, discussed their, like their love for star Wars and Filoni showed him clone Wars season one in the, in actually the Kurosawa stage, which I, I find so funny that like they have a, a theater named after Akira Kurosawa in the Skywalker ranch. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. But um, yeah, so a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but really nothing more about the Mandalorian. Totally. What? So, what did we, as live live streamers, we saw um, 
three pic, like four pictures, maybe five pictures, yep. and I, a really basic behind the scene video of a of a model. Yep. Yeah. Is that accurate? So th- that's about right. They did. So they went deep into uh, the, so the production and what, what it was like back there. And they said like, they really, you know, they're really trying to stay core to the spirit of star Wars, which is like, do it yourself, kit bashing models, live action. You know, I mean, they're, they're still using the technology we have today, but they're really much trying to make these movies in the spirit of the way they went before. And, and, you know, yeah. So they, they showed us the new ship. The ship is called the, uh, the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest, um, and you know how that was made, and you know, and they just showed a lot of ILMers um, dorking out on making all this this gear to get these practical effects working again, which is very cool. But I mean, yeah, we got one ship, we got two full body, you know, views, and that's about it. And then there was a section in the middle where they blacked out the live streamers for three and a half minutes. And yeah, showed a, a or essentially a behind the scenes trailer uh, yeah. teaser for this thing. Um, which sorry, went up immediately on the web and we, we all we all yeah. have seen it just before speaking now so uh i can say that i loved that bts video like i i thought it was gorgeous yeah. all the all the shots that i saw um uh, pedro pascal going into depth about the the series uh, i thought it was just a wonderful bts video i wish we had we were all able to see it during the live stream but you know it went up right afterwards and hopefully they'll share it on starwars.com uh you know later this month or this hopefully today but I yeah, I mean, you they, can find it on yeah. Google if you do. If you uh, look a search Mandalorian sizzle reel on YouTube, yeah. um, it, you've got a, a version of it as long as they keep it up. Yeah. Long well, time. it's it's been up for an hour, so it's it's kind of surprising. I keep waiting for it to get. I keep refreshing because I'm also they show something at the end too that I've seen some write ups of, and I'm hoping that might leak out as well. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's odd they didn't show it. It was clearly produced for wide audiences it had titles for everyone involved in it it was well produced um i mean it's weird i guess we could keep talking about why they didn't show it to us or i guess we could focus on the positive and and talk about what we actually did see in it yeah (laughs) yeah i mean because it was kind of both things it was like a teaser and it was a behind the scenes video it it didn't tease much but you saw the mandalorian with a tracker clearly and it's like and on a foreign planet like this was not tatooine yeah. Um, and he was, you know, he, he was clearly tracking somebody his he's very much oddly taken from the design for Boba Fett in the holiday special, which was yes. just the real true origin of Boba Fett. His web gun is the same weapon. It's huge. And it has a fork at the end of it. Um, so yeah. we see his full body. I mean, he looks awesome. Uh, yeah. uh, Pedro Pascal looks amazing in this gear and he blows into this place and you can tell there's going to be trouble, you know, um, and we saw a lot of, there's a lot of creatures. Like they, you know, through that thing, they saw so many, I mean, a lot of creatures, a lot of locations, a lot of species, a lot of aliens. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you, you even see them on the, uh, on, a on the back of a dewback. Yeah. With the, with the weapon. It looks like the holiday special. It's just an awesome shot. Um, totally. And then, and then they, the video went, uh, introduced all the directors that are working on the, the series, Deborah Chow. Rick Fumiyama, uh, Taika Waititi, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. So many talented directors that are on this series, and they're all bringing their own flavor into the mix, which I found was you know, super exhilarating. I was like, this is going to be great, that we're going to get kind of different tones, different kind of character studies and explorations during as the series progresses with these different directors and, and what they bring to the table. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, we're yeah. in on this. I love that there's still... This is like peak generational joy, I think. And hopefully it'll just 
keep rebirthing itself where you have these like young people that grow up as star Wars fans and then grow up to become amazing directors and then direct star Wars movies. Um, yeah. cause we're, we're really feeling that right now all in. And John Favreau mentioned that in, on the panel, he said, you know, one of the one like base qualification is you have to be like a hardcore star Wars fan in order to be a director on, on these movies. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and like after really seeing John Favreau talk about star Wars, like, Dude is hardcore. Like he, he's serious. He's a serious Star Wars fan. He reminds me a lot of you, Grant. Actually, <laughs> really, the fact that he spent Christmas writing a, a like Star Wars treatment. I'm like, I can see Grant doing. Yeah, that. I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. Like a weekend to me is like a writer's retreat is like my ideal plan for for, for any kind of empty weekend. Yeah, but um, I wasn't gonna say. Uh, I, I he did say that you know for the people who have been fans of Star Wars for 40 years there is so much in this series for you i mean he's put planted so much in the details for yeah. fans who have been around since 1977 so that is such a a fun thing to know that there's there's now this new uh you know series that that's actually going to delve into some of the more kind of the EU and and delve into some of the, the stuff that we all have read in the books you know yep. for yeah. they were discontinued and things like that so i'm really excited to hear that yeah, uh, that's happening. So that's and cool. you know he made a good point. Well, he he kind of it's funny he, he was talking about himself, Favreau, about Iron Man, and I think that's something you, we often forget that he kind of created this giant Marvel universe that we now are in, yeah. and what that universe is really really good at doing. And he talked about this is that you know providing things and easter eggs for like hardcore long-term fans like myself and bringing in completely new fans yeah and i feel like he's going to bring that sense of sensibility to the mandalorian which i'm very excited about it's that like any level of star wars fan can watch this and get something kind of amazing out of it yeah i mean it's it's built on the fundamental tenets of fantastic movies that have come before it you know i mean and not just kurosawa and sergio leone but i mean george lucas like you, you can't, those are three titans in the field and, and Favreau's clearly paying attention. I mean, and now Fav, you're right. Favreau himself. I mean, that first Iron Man movie is, was the gold standard to which all other Marvel movies, I think had needed to live up to, yeah. or would try to live up to. And, um, I mean, really heady stuff. And you can see why Kathleen or Kathy Kennedy was, was really stoked to get him in the fold. Yeah. And he's also yeah. pioneering with this show as well, because this is the first live action Star Wars narrative to be shot in America. Like it's really in Los Angeles, you know, that's, yeah. that's insane. And, uh, and he's bringing, he's, <laughs> he's bringing all the cutting edge technology that he's been using on the Lion King and the jungle book and Iron Man into, into this process, which is like, you know, the VR planning that he mentioned, the, the blue screen, the compositing, like the, just the, and the, the ability to build small sets, but kind of make them look larger and, and doubling locations and, and bringing a kind of economic, probably, uh, I imagine, managerial style to it or directing style to it as well so yeah, yeah. i find it really i mean the, the real issue for him is that like their budget is not like a full movie budget i mean he's got to make 10 hours of content uh for a third of a budget of one of like one you know episode of a standard movie which is seems insane and um or maybe is it 10 they're 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 10 one hour episodes correct or might yeah that's our assumption. Yeah, we yeah. haven't really been told the timing of it, but I would assume they're ten episodes, a hundred million dollars budget, and we're yeah. assuming they're an hour each. So yeah, yeah. the standard movie is with two hundred fifty to three hundred million. You know, I mean, that's pretty much what they spent on um, episode eight. So I mean, it's sort of crazy. They did mention one thing, which was really pretty cool, is they said they they were they ran out of stormtroopers. They didn't have enough old stormtrooper costumes, which I don't believe for a second. But 
maybe people took them home or whatever. Um, yeah. But so they, they hired the 501st, um, which if you don't know what the 501st is, it is a legion of LARPers. These are live action role players that make their own uniforms, um, but they have a very, very rigorous standard for quality. And um, they get hired to go to baseball games and parades. And um, and in Northern California, they get hired by Lucasfilm to come by for events and things. And so, yeah, yeah that was a pretty cool story. Filoni said they called him up and didn't tell him what it was for. And they ended up in the, in the <laughs> show. Um, and they said they were great, too, which is because the, they obviously looked amazing. And then and also their acting was like rigorous and really good. <laughs> this is what yeah, they yeah. were. This is what they live for. And um, I hope they got paid. <laughs> but they might not have. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, do you guys want to go over the 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 panelists, the the actors that came out, and what characters they're playing? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right, cool. Yeah, go do for you... it. Oh, cool. Oh. So, uh, so Pedro Pascal was the first to walk on the stage. Uh, obviously, introduced as the Mandalorian, he's playing the Mandalorian, the uh, the main character of the piece. And uh, there wasn't much said after that. I mean, he did mention that uh, John Favreau <laughs> himself said that he's a, a bounty hunter. Pedro right. Pascal then said that, yeah, he's a mysterious lone gunfighter in the Outer Reaches. But yeah. other than that, we don't get much. And I guess it kind of goes into yeah. what he's doing at the beginning of the series, which is just going after quarries and, I guess, working for uh, Carl Weathers' character, I imagine, who was introduced as Grief Marga. Yeah. yeah. Grief. What do you think about that name? <laughs> I love that name. I think it's, it's great. Super Grief? Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and every he, once in a while, they're like, "No, I'm just gonna come out and use like an actual adjective for a name." Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. race grief is a is a noun, but come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. And he seems to be the, the the ringleader of some kind of bounty hunter guild, or from what I from my understanding, is that is that what you guys got? Yep. From that yeah. Head of the guild. I think he said that term. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I well, I missed so. that. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then um and then uh, Gina Carano was introduced as Cara Dune, and she's an ex rebel shock trooper turned yeah. i guess bounty hunter as well i'm, I'm not too sure do you think yeah. that was a typo because Re- i don't we don't know what a rebel shock trooper is <sighs> well, i don't i mean i know an, an uh, imperial shock trooper is a stormtrooper in that like crazy red paint on their stormtrooper outfit it was yeah. um there were the characters in um uh battlefront one it was like one of the first things and they, they're like elite shock trooper you don't i don't even know you maybe see them once and like, yeah um, right i, I yeah. don't know I, I guess i mean i'm sure there are shock troopers for the rebellion but we sure. don't know i i can't find anything on wikipedia to sort of flesh that out for me i'm guessing that's going to be a new thing they add kind of like yesterday with the fallen order the fallen order right <laughs> talking about the uh purge troopers like yeah. you know they, they want to they wanted some more toys so they need a new, a new cool. thing. but they also need like like she is a she's a strong person like physically strong right and they and yeah. they talk about that in the panel of her like just literally picking up humans and moving them around on set yeah. and so i feel like we don't have i'm just gonna use the term tank from a video game standpoint right like kind yeah. of like giant we don't really have a good example of like tank troopers in in the rebellion so i'm guessing they kind of added that for these characters for someone like her she would be kind of the this you know the, the mm-hmm. tank character yeah <laughs> the video games like battlefront 2 they're they're called heavies yeah uh, but there's nothing really distinguishing like they all sort of wear fatigues and right like really distinguishing mm-hmm. them apart um sure her car cara dune I've seen like she it's almost looks like she's wearing shoulder pads. It's like this like metal like shoulder piece. It's over it. 
I mean, she's a she's a very formidable woman, and yeah, she'd be like a female tank if you were trying to, you know, equating it to video games. Yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, she she did a lot of her own stunts too on the show. So that's and a lot of the actors did their own stunts, from what John Favreau was saying. So that's really interesting that that not a lot of the, the stunt doubles were were working. <laughs> yeah, um, really cool. I mean, really interesting casting by Favreau there. Um, and uh, yeah, I love all his casting. I mean. And uh, yeah, I love Carl Weathers too. I just personally, he's just this guy that I, I don't know. I love Predator and mostly because of Carl Weathers. So yeah. Um, yeah. And both Gina Carano and Carl, Carl Weathers, their characters look awesome. Like the costumes are, yeah. are just so cool. Yeah. And they seem super excited to be doing this too. Like especially Carl, Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And like he yeah. has a 40 year career or something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see the, the full body uh, picture of uh, the Mandalorian? yeah yes yeah it's cool it's like mismatched armor uh um, yeah. right leg is sort of different more modern it's like this brown armor and it's like his right shoulder pad is just this sort of like sad chrome thing and then like but the left one's like all built out and yeah it's it's yeah it's kind of like he's or he or he had like a set of mando armor and then he sort of like just filled in the gaps um there yeah, yeah. interesting yeah, he almost looks like a barbarian when I, yeah. when I look at the image i almost think the word barbarian yeah, because it's brown and chrome is like yeah. the overarching thing there. It's pretty nondescript. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, what else? Do, I loved the little video of the miniature Razor Crest and uh, John Knoll and um, Hal Hickel, kind of like uh, figuring out how to do their passes with just a DSLR and and create that in camera and then and then composite that afterwards. I thought that was like awesome little montage to show. Yeah, that was really cool. It showed them like both like kit bashing and making. I mean, the cool thing I thought when they showed like a functional afterburner and they like with LEDs like him in yep. there looks. I mean, that looked really cool and, and got a good rise out of the crowd. And then, yeah, um, yeah and then um, yeah, and it's just yeah, that was really neat. And then they they sort of augment it with three um, D printers, but sort of mimicking the three D models that they you know the kit bashing models that they create. So yeah, I thought everyone was gonna get that miniature at the end oh, I know, right? I was yeah. like is everyone gonna get that little miniature under their seat or something nope they're getting a poster nope they're getting a poster <laughs> yeah have that poster and yeah. the poster. The, yeah it'll the be red the font that was kind of cool though yeah red red font on the poster yeah. I don't get me wrong I like the poster I'd just rather have that model <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. that ship we can talk about the ship for a second real quick it has like a metal sheen to it yeah uh, it, it's yeah. a it's a retired gunship, I guess. Is that what they said? They said, yeah, an army yeah. surplus, army surplus gunship, retired gunship. Yeah, okay, reflective cool. silver. That's yeah. Term yeah, army surplus gunship, Razor Crest. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's like more of your throwback to like a World War II bomber, sort of what it looks like, at least yeah. the cockpit of it, and then um, wings on the top, and and like a couple of the yeah, it's it's a cool looking ship. It's it's no slave one, but it's I. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like a mix of like the clone gunship and that giant transport Anakin and Padme take in, in episode two. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it kind of looks like a mix of those two things. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. interested to see how it goes. I mean, they showed a lot of cool things. I saw like there was like a suborbital like um, docking bay station yeah. that almost looked like a something yeah. out of Bespin, but it was like, you know, hovering over a planet that looked really cool. Yeah. Who knows where this guy's going to yeah. be? It was funny. I mean, because we also saw that one from that one image. It looks like good and the bad and the ugly. It's going to be like it does. You know, a Western 
with the Kurosawa thing, and then they end up like saying that's exactly what it is. But from that footage, it looks like they, I mean, he could be all over the galaxy, which I really hope so, because I love seeing new, no loc- it, new locales, new biomes, new races, new creatures. It uh, seems like it's going to be more of a planet hopper of a show than I was expecting, because he mentioned yeah. a lot. He, he stayed in uh, lots of new planets, lots of new aliens, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I remember... I yeah, one of the things, sorry, just thinking about the Mandalorian, um, pa- uh, Pedro Pascal did mention, you know, they, they, they asked him, like, what did you use for inf- influence? And mm-hmm. he just said, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, okay, yeah, you know, and, you know, when he, at, talking about what influences that John Favreau wanted him to look at, I mean, it was Sergio Leone and um, and Akira Kurosawa, so. Yeah. No surprises there, actually. Nothing, nothing really. Yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't more specific. I'm surprised they didn't name any specific films. Right. They did mention Seven Samurai um, later oh, okay. on. Um, oh, and oh, but I think he was talking about. Yeah, I think I think it was Pedro that mentioned Seven or Samurai specifically, but I forgot what it was. They I, or they they talked about how George Lucas visited the set, um, and and specifically. Um, John Favreau mentioned like he was a great resource to talk. George is a great resource to talk to about Joseph Campbell and the monomyth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again, we've done here. If you're new to our, um, our podcast, we did a series on um, uh, the hero of a thousand faces by Joseph Campbell, which was, this is the premise of star Wars. Really? It's, it was yeah. the, the mythological rigorous study um, done that, um, that Lucas borrowed from for, for the hero's journey. Um, so that's a good listen if if y'all want to check that out. We go through all the Star Wars movies and talk about like direct correlations. But um, yeah, so this is I mean it's good to know like that's this is the fundamental principle or one of the fundamental principles of Star Wars. So yeah. that's gonna be there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you guys saw, saw your phones, but I just texted you something. I did see that. Uh, uh, do we want to pause, watch what I sent you, and then come back for another couple minutes? Is you think this is gonna be the stuff at the end? It is. It is. I don't know how great the quality is, but I've been scrubbing through, and it's definitely the new, the second part. Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, okay, so we we broke for a second there just to because um, the new the new leak for what happened at the end, the footage at the end of the panel just came out, so we all just stopped to watch that, and uh, oh boy, yeah, yeah, a lot going on there. That was a straight up trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Again, why aren't they showing this? Well, I think I think they have some post production stuff still left on it. The, yeah. I'll just say right now, the IG eighty eight stuff looked a little iffy to me. But oh, I thought yeah. that looked, that was the best thing I saw. Ooh, I the other like gunfights looked a little sort of like unfinished. Yeah. So I I'm guessing they were hoping to have it more camera ready for the for celebration. and didn't quite get there. So hopefully that'll come out soon. Yeah. It kind of had the, like the Nolan Batman effect going on where the, the fighting was like a re- extremely close angles. Like you didn't have a wide view yeah. of, of the fight choreography or any of the blocking or anything like that. It was very tight on the action, which I was, which I can understand. I mean, I, I imagine they're probably putting CG characters and things like that in the wider frame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but all right. Quality aside, what did, uh, what'd you guys see? A lot of forelom. Yeah. A lot of Forlom, which is <laughs> awesome. I never thought I'd ever see a show with that much Forlom. For a trailer with that much Forlom? I know. It's amazing. Even if that's all of his screen time in the entire series, that's more than I ever expected. I think we, we heard Werner Herzog's character yes. doing the voiceover, yep. the narration of the, the trailer. That was pretty yes. cool. 
and he's talking about uh, the empire sort of being necessary still, even though right, yeah, and the chaos that comes from it's not being there. Yes, one could almost say the centrist point of view brings order. Yeah, Yeah. a very Werner Herzog turn. Yeah, (laughs) which I'm very excited about. Uh, we saw Gene Carlo Esposito as an imperial officer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He almost looked like a, a good director, kind of like Krennic. Oh, he totally did. Yeah. He, yeah. Had a, 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 he had a cape, right? I think in the, uh, one shot. I think so. Yeah. Uh, he's also flying a tie in another shot. Yeah. yeah. He seems to be doing a lot. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, lots of yeah, lots of familiar air, a- aliens, right? We see, um, um, we saw a we saw Jawas walking around. Yeah, we oh, saw yeah. Twilix. Twilix, <laughs> yep. That was yeah. um, that was actually one of the production stills that I saw that I loved, where they showed the Razor Crest, um, parked right next to a sand crawler. Yes, that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm seeing uh, there's a flame trooper, a flame. Yep. Yeah, you know, stormtrooper. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we also saw like a Devor Devorian and a Twilic. It's like yep. it, all the stuff that we've kind of been missing out on. We've lots of aliens well, on the show. I think kind of this goes back to Ben's point earlier about how do you how do you make a Star Wars show when your budget's somewhat limited compared to the movies and it's practical, right? You go back yeah. to all these aliens that are just practical effects. Yeah. And then throw in a, a digital IG eighty eight. <laughs> That's where you spend <laughs> all your money, apparently. I mean, that's kind of what Game of Thrones did, right? It was like, well, we got to get a dragon in this episode, so it's going to be a lot of like people talking in a room, you know? Yep. Yeah. You sort of you give and you take, and that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um. Huh. It looks amazing. I yeah. And I'm so excited for this. Like, I I'm already lamenting when I'm done watching that, um, because what? I'm going to want more like this <laughs> so badly. Are we at? And this might be a good question for next week's full episode, but and so maybe we can think about it between there. Are we at peak Star Wars? Is this peak yeah, Star absolutely. Wars this year? Because like within a month, with almost within a month, we're gonna have a st- a show, a new video game, and the last movie in the Skywalker saga coming out. It's almost within a month. It's like a month and a week. It's crazy. It's within five weeks. All those things are gonna happen. Yeah, and then plus, yeah. wait, when is the when is the uh, Clone Wars season gonna come out? I don't That's think they've announced yet, but I think they've said before the end of the year, right? Right. I mean, that could be landing in the same time. And then, yeah. like, a second, like, Resistance is going to be coming back, too. Yeah, it's coming back in October. Yeah. So, yeah, possibly two animated series, uh, a live, our first live action series, a video of, like, AAA video game, and, yeah, and the last thing. I would say, yes, that is, we are at peak, I mean, it, but there's really no sign that it's there's going to be less of anything happening. I mean, they, we know they're going to slow yeah. down on the films. Yeah. Um, but we know there's another, you know, the Diego Luna Cassian Andor series is probably in production right now. Yeah. Or pre-production anyways. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be in the in the hopper, too. And yeah, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I, it's hard to believe that 2020 will have anything on yeah. like 2019 in the yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean that in any negative way, right? Like peak nope. in a bad way. It just it's just it's a planned peak. Like they've been planning this out and it's just it's amazing it's all coming together the way they they planned. Yeah. A lot of synergy, but it's a lot of really really good stuff to just yeah. like, you know our teeth into. Yeah. We're going to have to uh in- increase our staff or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um yeah, it's amazing. I I can't wait. I'm super happy. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about um Mando? 
I don't or do you want to so. marinate until uh, next week? Yeah, I think we're going to yeah. talk about next week after we've been sitting with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to take in. This has been a really great weekend. Um, a lot of great panels. I'd encourage you to look on there, um, see, you know, what happened there. There's a lot of good things. You know, we saw a nice interview with Ahmed Best being brought back in the fold. It's a lot of warm fuzzies. Um, you know, the everything we saw from the trailer, which I can't wait to watch 29 more times this afternoon uh, for episode nine. And then um, the video game that I just it's already like the. They have a, a, a tile on Battlefront 2 that you can click and watch a trailer whenever you want there. So that's sort of fun. Um, yeah. And then um, and then I'm sure we're going to get more and more stuff on The Mandalorian as we get close. And uh, and, and, and Disney takes its its coup de grace at Netflix. Um, yeah. And uh, Celebration's not over. There's still the Clone Wars panel later today. And I think they're doing a, the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace panel tomorrow. So... Cool. Um, we'll talk about those next time we see you all later in the week. Yeah, we'll probably be back at our usual time when we bang in um, Thursday or Friday. Yeah. We'll try and um, have an episode ready for you or Friday commute. Um, it's something to listen to over the weekend. Um, but Liz, hey, everyone, thanks very much for listening to us um, through these really interesting panels. Um, guys, thanks for talking to each other. I don't know, for talking to me. Um, uh, I enjoy this more than anything in the world. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you next week and uh, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. Always. <laughs>